Hey, I'm Mondo Fresco, and welcome to Mondo and Friends, presented by Verizon. Today, I am with a very talented actor, one who I am a big fan of, JJ Soria. JJ, what's up, man? I appreciate it, bro. What's up? What's going on? Dude, when I think about you, I think about just your, your hustle, your work ethic, man. Uh, it's just like you're always working, man. You're always always on the go, always got something going on. Uh, where where was that? Where does that? It's a foundation. Come from? It, it's like it's part of my foundation. What I built on, like as a matter of fact, when I got into acting, um, I, I, okay, I, this wasn't my dream. Like I told you earlier, this wasn't my dream. I wanted to be a professional athlete. I wanted. To, I saw myself playing baseball or fighting or something. <clears throat> but when I was in that acting class in college, in community college, I was like, oh wait, I can make a living telling stories. I go, I think I have an interesting look, to say the least. Uh, and if I just put forth the same work ethic that I did towards athletics, towards this, I'll figure the rest out. That was my, I've always been pretty confident. So um, that work ethic that I, that I just carried it over from athletics into this. So that's, that's it's been, it's the foundation of who I am. You know, that, that's what I believed in. I believed in my work ethic, not my talent. You know what I'm saying? I was like, no, I'll, I'll, I'll work hard and figure this shit out. Just jump in the deep end of the pool yeah. and let's go. You know, um, of course, you, I may, I may, I may almost drown a couple times. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or, you know, I'll have my slips and falls, whatever. But I'll get to where I'm going. Yeah. Um, that's my mentality. But like, you know, I was saying, other people I admire for their work ethic are, are Frank Grillo and, and The Rock. I've actually seen, like, I worked with Frank Grillo and I, every morning, boom. Ryan Quanton, who's another good friend of mine, um, is a brother to me. Just people that I've seen that are, are successful have, that I consider successful, yeah. um, have tremendous work ethic. So, you know, speaking of the, all those gentlemen, they wake up, at least, I mean, like, from what I know personally from Frank and, and Ryan, um, they're up in the morning. The first thing they go do, they go work out. You know, even like on days that it was, there was days where I didn't get. Like I got up and I was like, "Damn, man, I need, I need, I need, I need today. I need a little more rest." But then I look out the window and I'd see like Ryan running out on the beach, getting ready to go work out, or I see Frank on his way to the gym. You know, and, and uh, like clockwork. So, and you know, there's my work ethic. So, yeah. Um, it uh, it's a testament to success. I think I think I, I think I think that's is what uh, gets you to where you're going. A lot of times. You've had some some breakthrough roles with like The Oath, Army Wives, uh, recently with Hentified, mm -hmm. which I'm a big fan of, um, and they're all different types of of, of roles and. Uh, but I, I feel like there's a little bit of you like injected into every into character. Roles. Every every character I. I uh, portray or create, <clears throat> I don't want to say play because, well, because I play for real. Um, every character I play is me as that. Maybe I'll change up the, an accent or something if I need be, but um, every character I play is me as that. And that's what makes my characters unique to me, you know, like yeah. I, I own them, I create them. So I take, I take the elements of what they give me. Like I say, I, I look at acting in a way as um, I'm a chef. Right. They they they're cooks in the kitchen. They create this. They give me they're like they're like blue apron. They give me the ingredients. Right. <laughs> and I, I'm like, all right, here, I see what you're giving me. I know. Let's see what I can create with this. And then 
sometimes, I mean, I have my own ingredients in my, in my cabinet. Yeah. So maybe I toss in some cayenne pepper or some cumin or whatever I want yeah. to, to season it. I taste it. I like it. And then I present it to them and, and see if they dig it. And, and uh, we collaborate and see if we're going to work together or not. So um, that was just kind of on a rant. But that, that, that's, how, that's how I work. Every character, is a, every character is me as that. Yeah. Also, congrats on the flight attendant. Thanks, man. I appreciate Season it. Season two, you are joining the cast, man. How, how yeah. excited are you for, for that? I'm man? stoked. It's going to be a fun character. Uh, it's another super talented team production. Um, and I'm excited to, to share what I have to offer and, and yeah. kill it. Now, I want to talk about Hintified because that show is, is about to kick off again for season two. Season one, um, I loved, and it kind of left us in a little, a little cliffhanger. Uh, we had Annie Gonzalez here for, for our season one. My baby mama. Yeah, your baby mama. <laughs> then you have a baby, you yeah. know, spoiler alert. But if you've seen, you know, the trailer, then you know if what's If you haven't coming. seen season one, what are you doing with your life? Go watch it. <laughs> but yes, so you have a, you and Annie, Annie's character, um, you guys are having a baby for, mm -hmm. in season in season two, among other things. Yeah. Um, what can you tell us about about season two? Well, I can tell you about season two. I just saw it, <clears throat> and um, it's more mature. It's, in my opinion, like there there's still there's remember it's a it's a dramedy, so it's drama and comedy. But I feel like it, it's heavier this season because of the storyline where we go, and. But within it, there's humor. I, I, I really think um, the story will resonate, especially amongst our, amongst our community, yeah. right? the, the Latino, Latinx, however you want to refer to it, community. Um, that will really just resonate with your heart and pull at your heartstrings. I think this one, this season, really pulls at the heartstrings more than even last season. Yeah. What What do you like about about that that character, Eric? That wow. I mean. What do you on like the other most? on the other side of it, on the other side of it now that I've done it, um, it's that so many people say everyone has a cousin Eric, right? So I'm proud that it, that the character resonates with people. It's familiar to to people. Um, he's flawed, but he's trying his best. Yeah, right. He's trying to figure it out. Um, and isn't that all of us? Yeah, that, that's right? what I'm saying. That's, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. So many can relate to him. So that, that's, that's the, the, his vulnerability. Yeah. His vulnerability. Yeah. That, and, that, and that's something that I definitely relate to, right? I mean, the foundation of who I am. I talked about my work ethic. The foundation of actually every character I play is built off of vulnerability. Yeah. That's where I start. And then I build off of that. One of my favorite things about, about you as, as a creative and as an actor, is that you, you're funny, man. Like, your you're, you're comedic timing and, and, dude, like, you shine when, when you're doing comedy, dude. Like, is that, is that something that you see yourself doing more of? My, my, I would say... Because it seems natural. I mean... It is. I mean, because like I said, again, yeah. it's, it's, it's my instincts. I, I, def, I definitely trust my instincts, when it, whether, whether it's drama or comedy or whatever genre it is. I, I definitely just trust my instincts. Um, I would say my... I believe where I have the most to offer is... I mean... I mean Listen, man, I'm not going to deny it. I, b I believe I'm talented. That's why I got into this. Hell right? yeah. I believe I, believe, I, believe, uh, I have something to offer. I'm, I didn't come into this industry to get. 
I became, I got into this industry because I said, oh, I have a lot to offer this industry yeah. in, te- in storytelling, yeah. right? So use me, you know, let's, let's, let's fucking go to work. Um, I really love action. Uh, I, I, the thing is, remember I told you, I'm an athlete first. Yeah. So I, when I did the oath, especially, I mean, I've done other, I did crank and other action, action, um, action comedies or action driven shows. And what I love about that is, I love the heart pumping. I love I love the hustle, the the being sweaty and and feeling like I earned my paycheck, right? Yeah. Along with the emotional aspect, the intensity of something like the oath, where I was just thinking about that character on the way right over here because on my playlist, um, I, one of my songs that I used to prep to get ready for for the the role or for a scene uh, came up and it just ah, it just pulled out my heart and it just uh, reminds me of everything I I went through emotionally for that character. So I really marinate in whatever I'm feeling. I put on a song and if it's heavy and, you know, it's painful. Yeah. um, That's, I enjoy that. I'm a bit of a, what do you call it? Is that a masochist? What is that? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? You love the pain. Yeah, man, because that's where you you get some great, great, uh, the truth, the truth is always fun to watch. Yeah. So I put myself through it. Uh, so you asked about how does that get, do I enjoy doing comedy? Yes. Can I see myself doing a rom-com? Yes. But I really think I have a lot more to offer the action, drama, um, genre. And that's where I feel like I'd uh, really shine in because that's where actually I have the most fun because I get to, exert my energy my physicality right yeah. you're jumping shooting get down get down all that yeah you know i love that and then i get to emote as well yeah would you say you're more of a introvert or extrovert i'm definitely an extrovert i think i yeah i'm an extrovert i i yeah yeah when did you realize you were extroverted i'm introverted yeah I'm introverted. I can, I can see that. You can. Yeah. Hmm. You said you're more laid back. And then yeah. you know what's so funny is because I have those moments, and when I do, people think something's wrong with me. <laughs> like, oh, is he okay? What's, what's going on? I'm yeah. like, no, I'm just thinking. Yeah. Just, I'm in my thoughts, which I have that, I have that side of me as well. But um, I, would I laugh because that. I've been told that too. Like, oh, yeah? Like, hey, are you okay? And even by like girls that I've been in, full-on relationships like hey like is everything okay or or um hey you were you know you're really quiet with you know with my friends or what and i'm like that's just me like i'm just like do you chill kind of lay back um fall to to so the, but so you so the pe- people consider you an introvert and you also see yourself as an no introvert. I, I don't think any anyone considers me an introvert aside from myself and and people that really know me okay do you guys consider me introverted? Nah. Nah, yeah. No. Nah, no one, no one really... The, the thing is, naturally, I'm introverted. Okay. Like, if, if there's a group, I'm probably going to be the, the person that speaks the least. But I know my role, right? Like, and I've also... Uh, like, if, if we're in a group where, you know, where it's like Hubwave-related, or obviously if I'm going to host or you know, be on stage or whatever it is that I have to do, then I, 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 I turn it on. Mm-hmm. But naturally, if I don't have to do that, 
I'm just laid back, chill, kind of quiet. There was definitely a time where I guess I was an introvert to some degree. And maybe it was because of insecurity. Um, I remember girls in, in high school used to always call me conceited because I wouldn't talk. I would like stand up against a pole and just I chill. I can see that. People, right? Yeah. And I used to always kind of. Not that you're keep, conceited. No, no, no. no, no. Just qu- quiet. I'm definitely confident. I'm definitely quiet. confident. And it, it's definitely, it's definitely, if you don't know me, you could definitely, I could totally understand if you uh, miss, you take it as conceited. I get it. But at the end of the day, I know who I am. So, right. you know, that's Look, all that when you're quiet, sometimes people think. People, well, yeah, because I'm standoffish. Right. Or, oh, is he think he's too good? This is that and the other. Yeah. And it's not <laughs> that at all. It's just maybe more so actually the flip side. Maybe I'm insecure. Maybe I don't know enough people. So, um, all that yeah. part of me. Yeah. There's one. Oh, <laughs> uh, bro, you're like five in. You haven't even, re- you haven't even realized it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, 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 maybe it's from a place of insecurity, but, but I think the, the, where I grew up was, as being, was being social and being out there. Like, I used to want to make friends. Everyone, I wanted everyone to be my friend. I used to give away my mom's, my, our household fruit. And, you know, we, when we were on, on food stamps, and I, and I was still handing out our, our, our fruit and everything to the neighbors because I was yeah. trying to make friends. <laughs> yeah. Where'd you grow up? Uh, El Sereno. El, El Sereno. Sereno. Yeah. At uh, first nine years of my life, that's always what I claim because that's like where I experienced the most trauma. I think the again the foundation. I go back to that word a lot. The foundation of who I am was was uh, created there. Yeah. You know, if I if I could, if I could, and I did um, overcome what I went through during that experience of my life, that time of my life, I could overcome anything. Yeah. And I feel that. Have so. El Sereno, not too far from where you shot Hentified. Yeah, I was born. So the show takes place in Boyle Heights, and I was born in Boyle Heights at White Memorial Hospital. Wow. Yeah, it is a trip. Full circle. Dude, total full circle. There, there was um, one scene where, if you, if you can recall, um, we go to get her ultrasound, the baby's ultrasound. Right? Yeah. Remember, I, like, I rush in and make it late, and I, I get there. And do, after the ultrasound, we're walking out, and by the car, you know, there's this actually a... They've used this steel in in articles and stuff. A lot of her grabbing my face and telling me something. Right there is right outside White Memorial, and I thought that scene was um, isn't just impactful to me as as JJ because here we were doing a scene where we just came out of having to getting an ultrasound of our baby, and this is where I was born. That's crazy. So I had a moment, we pulled up the van, dropped us off, and I just had a moment by myself looking up there, and I'm like, totally, totally full circle. Like, I can't, I was, you know what I'm saying, I was born here. That's wild. And now we're doing a scene that, <laughs> the baby. That's nuts, man. What, you know, growing up in, in, a, in a Latino household, in a, in a Mexican household, mm-hmm. um, my family's Mexican too, um, were your parents receptive of you going into the entertainment industry, you know, becoming an actor and all that? Well, first of all, like I, I come from my, my, so my mom and dad are, aren't together. So was, I have a stepdad and who's, I consider that's my, that's my dad. Like I, I call him my dad. I give him the respect for that. He did, he took on someone else's kid, you know, me, um, which is something I wouldn't do. So I, I got the utmost respect for him. And I, quite honestly, I'm going off on a bit of a tangent, but I got to say this. You no, know, please. Um, 
quite, I truly believe I wouldn't be here. I'd either be in jail or I'd be dead if, I, if he didn't get me out of the neighborhood that I was in, you know, just because of, I checked my track record now, like, I came from a loving home and I still got almost caught up in, you know, in the so, um, point I'm trying to get to is that my father, my birth father wasn't involved in my life. He actually got deported, um, probably for the betterment of myself, because uh, of stuff that he was getting into and whatnot at the time. So my mom and my stepdad we, and my soon-to-be sister uh, ended up going out to the San Fernando Valley, which is where he was from, right? Yeah. And raised out there. Uh, down to answer your question, they actually went on vacation and they came back. My mom always says, we went on vacation, he came back and he was an actor. Like, <laughs> you know, I was doing extra, extra work and all this. And yeah, they told me to have a backup plan. That's the answer to your question. They told me to have a backup plan and, you know, they were concerned. I'm sure yeah, um, they, they have not said it, but I could see it. They, they said it without saying it so much, right? Yep. And, I, I, and my perspective on it at that time was, it's okay. It's, they need to see it. They need to see it. And that's, I understand that. I, I, I was, don't get me wrong, I was a little salty. You know, because you want the people that, that raise you to believe in you. Yeah. Uh, and I know, and I understood that their concern or their fear or their lack of faith in me was just concern and love. Right? Yeah. They, they, they just want the best for me. And knowing that I was taking a risk... I mean, it says it on my arms. Life is a gamble, and I'm all in. Yeah, you know? yeah so that's, that, dope. that's how I approach life, and um, I'll always bet on me. So that's what I did. How long did did that last for for them to like be like, oh, okay, he's he's doing it? Probably when I just booked the flight attendant. <laughs> <laughs> so the no, entire time, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'd it, it be like that. It'd be like that sometimes. No, no, no. You know, I. I, I I don't know, man. My mom, I just know my mom's super proud and they're, they're super proud. Uh, so this, you know, this guy at work came up to me and said this and that, or, you know, they, they're talking about you know, and yeah. people. Have, and, and she's always promoting me at the grocery store. Or like yeah. if I'm with her, oh yeah, you should check out my son and this, this and that. And He's unhandified. You know, this you know, <laughs> premieres yeah. November. Yeah, right. She's my number one promoter. I love it. Uh, yeah, so the, the support is definitely there now. Um, and it, th th listen, they've always supported me, right? They were always there at my uh, sport, my sport functions uh, that I was into. Even when I was on the sideline at Kennedy High School, I was the best, like I told you, I was the best cheerleader with a helmet and pads. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I practiced with the best of them, yeah. but I sure as hell didn't get the playing time. <laughs> but, um, but they were still there in the, in the stands, you know, for the time when I did, the times that I did play. So they, they have been very supportive over my life, and uh, they just needed a little convincing. Yeah, you know, I, I, I bring that up because... I, I, at 18 years old, I started in, in radio and forever my, like you said, they always supported me, but it was like, still, I would get questioned like, you know, hey, it, maybe, what, what if you get a, a, another job, you mm. know, like five years in, you know, even five plus years in, my dad would be like, mijo, I don't know if he don't want me to, to, to stay up late or whatever it was. I got it for years and years and years. You know, after 
having my own radio show, like number one in LA and this and this and that. My dad was still like, I don't know. It wasn't, and I've said the story uh, a few times, but it wasn't until I took my dad uh, backstage to meet Vicente Fernandez at a show where he was like, okay, mijo, está bien. Well, I mean, <laughs> dog, what the fuck? Like, the- <laughs> but it wasn't, that was like, man, that was like just six, six, seven years in. It just took meeting Vicente Fernandez, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, that'll, that'll co-sign anybody. You know? Right, right. <laughs> and anybody, anywhere. Yeah. Um, to do anything. Yeah, no, I, I uh, it was, it was a struggle, man, in that sense for, to get like that co-sign, to get that, that full, full support. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say full support because at first it was, it was like a, a, a soft support, you know, like, okay, like whatever that it is that I needed, like they would, it would be there and, and it would show up. But that full support didn't come, man. Like, like way over like past five years of yeah. me doing it um, professionally. So that's why I asked you because I know, it, you know, sometimes traditional, um, you know, Mexican households. Um, and I say that and I share this because I know there are a lot of people, creatives that are, are our age background. or are, 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 you know, coming up the younger and are going through that same thing now yeah. where their toughest critics um, are our parents, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's tough to, to do something that you love sometimes <clears throat> when you're fighting, um, your, your parents support. Yeah. I, I think specifically I can remember there was, it was maybe it was after army wives, after I did army wives. So that was 2011, 2012, something like 2012, I think 2013. Uh, and I got into acting when, and literally the first class I took in community college was uh, spring of 2003. And then got Taft-Hartley in a Levi commercial in 2004, at the end of 2004, and then started doing TV appearances beginning of 2005 with Chipping Away, right? <clears throat> so about the same thing, seven, maybe that's a, that maybe how much time it takes. Five to seven years before they really start coming around. You know, know, you get a few paychecks. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, just around that time. And the reason I I, I can remember this is because definitely, you know, those those times where you have your own doubts. You you don't get a job, you know, and that you're really working for and you really believe in yourself it didn't work out. Just those moments of frustration. And there was, you know, I could recall walking out of my mom's house and being like ah, something along the lines of, of talking about quitting but not not in my heart of hearts I know I would never quit right but it's just frustration yeah. right and her saying well you got this far you know you come this far right yeah. not gonna be like you got this Jay or anything just wait well, you you've been doing it <laughs> so keep going and so that that shows you know that they had the belief in me and, and uh, supported me. Yeah, whenever I have um, like younger team members here at, at our Hubwave, you know, media uh, team, um, you know, uh, early twenties. Sometimes I, I, a lot of um, them are going through something very similar. I whenever I meet their parents, I feel like a, st- a teacher. You know, like you you <laughs> you would, you would go mm-hmm. on. Um, um, what was it like a teacher conference? And then they would say, Oh, pues, you know, 
Armando, Armandito, Armando le está yendo muy bien, right? Like you're like letting the parents know that they're 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 the kid their kids doing well. Um, I find myself doing that with my um, like younger team members with, with their parents. Whenever I do get to to meet them, I'm like, hey, so and so is is very talented, very hardworking. Like keep supporting them. When in reality, sometimes I know that they're not fully supporting them. Yeah. But I'm like, hey keep supporting them they have a bright future ahead and i think as you know if there are any you know latino parents watching this like support your kids in everything they do Absolutely. whether they're you know 35 or 15 or younger or older but you get the point always always support man it goes a long long way i think way. i think it's also important to to tell your uh your younger team members and just <clears throat> the community in general, the youth in, in general. So also, I always say this, seek peace within yourself and understanding of others. So understand that the, it's, it's not so much that they don't believe in you, it's that they don't believe in themselves, that they could have been able to do it. They had the, 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 the ceilings that they put to themselves is like, oh man, how, how are they going to do it? When I could, you know, I couldn't do it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, um, they just can't. They don't have the vision. But then, that, and that's 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 um, where they're limited, right? You know. It, it, so they just need. To, that's why I said they just need to see. So, if you understand that and understand like that, they're, they're coming from a place of love. Yeah. They're coming. Once you understand that, and you know, it's your journey you're on. Like, oh, okay, I understand mom and dad, they love me. They, they weren't able to experience that, but I know I can. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, not, you know I've, yeah, I know I can. So it's a, it just takes some time and just keep belie believing in yourself. Trust your, gut, trust, your, trust your gut, trust your instincts. If your gut and your instincts say that you should try a different avenue, then go ahead, try a different avenue. Maybe yeah. it's time to try something else. But um, that's, I mean, those times where I was frustrated and shit happened, I was like, oh, my gut just says I got something to offer this this industry, even if they don't even get it yet. I know yeah. I, I know I have yeah. what it takes. Yeah, you know. And just going back to to the whole parent thing, you know, they they just want the the safe route. You know? Yeah, and, and and for for their kids, and I know sometimes, um, uh, you know, I didn't really understand that. You know, I I, I didn't understand that, that that's it's not that they didn't um, believe. Is it that that they they didn't understand also, you know? It's like they didn't really understand your your vision and your passion. They didn't see it. Um, and all they thought about was, you know, the safe route. So, yeah. um, you know, going back to to believing in yourself, I mean, you know, you it seems like you're, you are self-fueled. And we're talking about, yeah, like, I'm, early I'm on when yeah. you were... Matter of fact, one of my, uh, back to sports, Armand Seals was a captain linebacker of our team. He goes like, all all city or something like that, <clears throat> and he's a big black dude, buff. I wanted to look like him, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just looked over at me one time just during drills. Yeah. And I think he heard me talking to myself or whatever, and he goes, "You can do yourself motivated." And that, that little statement from years ago still, you know, sticks with wow. me. Like he saw that. He saw he saw me. You know, that's what I've always been. I've always been self motivated. Come on, motherfucker, let's go. Be part of me. But yeah, that's that's. I've always been driven and passionate, and, and that's that's me. Yeah, I love that, man. I, I um, 
I want to talk about when we initially connected, which was around Philly Brown. Oh, sorry, real quick. Yes. The, the, behind that, when the, I, I, I would say, I've asked myself, why am I this way? Why, why am I so passionate and driven? And believe in myself so much? And it's because, go back, I, like I said, those first nine years of my life that I lived in El Salero, if I could overcome those things in life, yeah. being molested, had the head trauma, like my dad, see my dad hit my mom at, super early age, four years old, but having an impact to me to the point that I didn't use my Soria, the last name that I've been given. Not using it all through school, using my mom's maiden last name because I had that daddy issue or whatever. Yeah. Like, if I could overcome all that stuff, that's real life shit, I could overcome anything. Yeah. I did see you posted something recently about um, not using your, your pop's last name. Yeah. Your biological dad's last name for a while They're all through school the only time i ever used his name in school was to get my diploma because they told me that if i didn't use it it wouldn't be a legal document wow so i was like oh okay so i gotta go by soria now and i think i've done well for that name <laughs> yeah no hell yeah man no that's that's so i want to talk about now the uh you know your 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 do you see yourself, would you like to have a, a future family of, of your own and kids? Do you see yourself with that? I don't know, man. I, I, like I said earlier, freedom is, is me spreading my wings and flying has, has always been my priority. Um, if I do choose to, I would be a great father. I've worked with, and I, I don't just say that, oh, because I'm great at everything. No. I've worked <laughs> with children all my life. Yeah. You know, I worked with special needs uh, physically disabled, me uh, mentally disabled uh, children for many, many years, or however you want to refer to it. I, I don't say it with any spite, obviously. I, I, yeah. I love all those kids that I worked with. They taught me more than I could ever teach them. I worked for the LAUSD from the time I was 19 till like 27. Oh, wow. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and before that, you know, just even besides mowing lawns and, and, um, I was like babysitting, you know, doing whatever I could to make some money. And, and so I've worked, my point is to say I've worked with kids all my life. To say, to say that, I have a strong understanding of what it takes to raise a, ch a child yeah. and how much time and investment that is. And I am very selfish of, with my time, and I, I have every right to be. I got, as far as I know, I only got one shot at this thing called life. Yeah. So I'm going to enjoy it as much as I can. And, I, and I'm still, I, I fulfill myself um, as a, a mentor and with, with children and adults, matter of fact, because yeah. I, I share my, my wisdom that I gained over this lifetime, my 40 years of existence that I've been here and that I've been learning. I share it with, it with anyone I can. And that way I feel fulfilled. And I, I've impacted, and I'm not trying to toot my horn, I'm just telling the truth. Yeah. I've impacted, and I'm very proud of it. I've impacted so many youth, you know, so many people. Just and that's a great thing about social media is I've been able to use that. Yeah. People hitting me up in my DMs and this and that. I mean, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of energy. Thank goodness I have the energy that I have. Call me a, I don't, maybe I'm a vessel. Maybe it's not, has nothing to do with me at all. Maybe it's, you know, I'm just being used that way. And if, if it is, right on, cool. Um, it, it, but it's, it's gave me a very satisfying feeling to, to, be, to be that. And so... Again, to answer your question, long way of answering your question, it's, it's not totally out of the cards. 
it's just if I do it, it's gonna be people say, well, it's never the right time. Maybe not for you, but I know I know when my t- right time will be, and when I do, and when that time comes, then I'll do it. Yeah. Do you feel as a as a, as a Mexican American as a Latino, um, there's there's pressure. Of course. An immense amount of pressure to to have to get married and have for, kids oh, and everything. You know how my mom. I was, <laughs> one time she came over my place I was standing with before, and, and uh, she comes to my room, Joseph, and when she says Joseph, you know. Oh, man, bro. Everyone knows me by JJ, right? But jo- uh, when it's Jose Julian, uh, Joseph Julian, yeah. then it's serious, or super serious. I'm in trouble, <laughs> but she's Joseph. Something serious. When are you going to have kids? You know, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even, I was like, that's about my reaction. I was like, Mom, don't even start. Look. You 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 got you got to experience it twice, not once but twice. You had two kids. Yeah. You want another one? Go adopt. <laughs> you know. You want to go go play with someone else's kids. But that's not my that's not my responsibility. It's not yeah. my, my responsibility pro, to provide uh, a child for them to take care of. Uh, so that's how I dealt with that. So that wasn't it. Wasn't tough for you. It wasn't like mom. Not for me necessarily. I could understand where she was coming from, but you're not gonna put that on me. Yeah. You want to go have another kid? Yeah. You know that's like that's because because you're gonna take care of that kid or play with your playtime with that kid for as much as you play with him. I got that's my child. I gotta support him. I gotta you know do everything that comes with that. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I and I asked that man because I feel like as 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 a as a Latino. Um, as a Mexican American myself, there is a lot of pressure, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, well, take a note out of my book. I just told you how to do yeah. it. <laughs> there is a lot of pressure, and 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 I and I think it's 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 great that you're able to kind of you know say hey you know whenever whenever it's it's my time if if it does happen if, you know then, then then that's when it will happen. You it, it's it's really important that you do that. I, I I'm not just saying this stuff. I've, I've thought it, I've thought about this stuff long and hard. Yeah. Right. Um, definitely considering that pressure and, and understanding that. OK, let's say you let that influence your decision. You have a child not only just purely because you want to have a child, but because your parents want to have a grandchild and all this and the other. Think about that child. What kind of what kind of situation are you bringing him, bringing him or her up in? Yeah. Right. Is it the most advantageous position for them? If you're if you're back on your bills. And you're just trying to do it because the clock's ticking. Yeah. And whether it be their clock or yours, right? Because right. they're not going to be here for such longer because, you know, your, your ability to have them is cutting short. Yeah. That's not the reason to have a child. Yeah. I mean, not, not for that child. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking about. I want to provide. Best believe when I, when I bring a child into this world, if and, if and when I do, it's going to be primed for success. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build a great nest for him or her. And they're gonna, and I'm gonna support the shit out of them and whatever they want to do, and um, they're gonna shine. Yeah, I think no, I think that's great. I think that that makes a lot of sense. And and again, man, I I I, uh, I applaud you that you're able to kind of um, unplug yourself from the pressures mm-hmm. of of society and and you know um, cultural norms and things like that. Yeah, bro, I've been working on that for for a long time. That's what it is. It's it's uh, you know. Also, I say like I am the truth. I always say that, 
and I've I live that. The reason I'm so the reason I'm able to do what I do on screen is because my ultimate acting class, I don't even like being called an actor because I, I say I play for real. It's never an act. Yeah. Right? Whatever yeah. I'm going through, I'm really feeling. I, 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 I commit. I commit as much as I can. Obviously, I know when I'm shooting guns, it's fake blanks, whatever. But as much as I can commit to that moment, I do it. So in life, I commit to telling the truth. I commit to being transparent. Yeah. I, and, and if I could do that in life, tell you about how I've been molested. Tell you about this shit that, you know, my truth. Yeah. It's that much more easier to, to, to go into a character. And every character I play is me as that in, the, in that form. Um, that's what you see is the truth. That's why when I, when I speak, man, it doesn't even seem like he's doing dialogue. It's because I'm coming from my own truth. Yeah. Yeah, no, I... Um, so, I might cut you off, but like, it, you, you, brought, you were talking about society norms and everything and, and that, um, how that's incorporated is, I thought about analyzed i've always been an analyzer and i think critical thinker if you will um understanding why or trying to understand why society views are they are what they are and, and what are these pressures and and um is that really what i believe yeah do i think that you should have a child by 30 and settle down and all this uh, that and the other or do I believe different, and why do I believe it? So all those different thoughts and questions I've, and, and dealing with societal norms and pressures, I've been brainstorming and, and critical thinking, if you, for lack of a better way to put it. I've been thinking about that stuff all my life. Right. Right. No, that's uh, that's powerful. That's powerful, man. And um, yeah, whether I mean, you know, whether you're ready at 20 or or, or 25, 30, mm -hmm. 35, whatever age. Um, you know, that's how it should be. It mm -hmm. shouldn't be when, um, when people start pressuring you. Yeah. yeah you don't, something. you can't, you can't be, you can't, don't be pressured into making decisions. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about going back to, to Philly Brown. Mm -hmm. When you and I first connected, um, the Egyptian theater, mm -hmm. um, it was a, it was a screening, um, you were there with Gina Rodriguez. Uh, you played opposite of her character. Yeah. Um, what would you say that film in particular, Philly Brown, meant to you? Uh, it meant an opportunity to work with my homegirl, Gina. So she hit me up. She's like, Jay, you got to play this character. You got like they were auditioning all these rappers and stuff for the for the role. And I looked at it because she just told me about it. And I go, all right, well, send me the material. I'll look at it. And I looked at it, and he's an asshole. And I was like, Gina, this is what you think of me? Like, she was like, no, but I know you kill it. And I was like, you're right, but. And I went in. At first, at first I was like, well, see if they'll, they'll offer it to me. They weren't going to offer it to me. So I went in and I auditioned and did, did my thing. And, and um, you know, I, again, I knew, I knew what I could do with this character. I knew what I had to offer this character. And so that, that's what it was for me. It was an opportunity to work with my homegirl. And... Um, that's what it was. Uh, the late Jenny Rivera is in that film. Did you get a chance to meet her? Briefly at the uh, at an awards. I think it was the Imagen Awards or something. I met her briefly, but that, I, I didn't work with her. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, she's um, she's uh, definitely was a, a legendary, mm -hmm. you know, uh, artist. And, yeah. and she was great in that in, yeah. in, in, in that film. Man. She came from a place of truth too, you know, yeah. when she was performing. 
Yeah. How important is it to come from a place of truth as a, as, as, as a, for me, it's everything. Your craft. For me, it's everything. Cause I'm not a good liar. <laughs> so that's why I don't. So you lie. just keep it 100. That's it. That's why I, I try to keep unfiltered. And I just, I may say stuff that you may not agree with and not vibe with, but I'm okay with that because that's just who I am. And that's, you know what I'm saying? And that, that, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's not to say that I'm not empathetic. I don't consider other people's feelings and all that, this, that, and the other. But what I'm telling you is what my truth, you know, what you see is what you get, so to speak. Uh, and, and a lot of times that is what people connect with and they end up putting down their guard and start opening up the same way. People say, man, you know, like, but I never told, I've heard this so many times, you know, I've never told anybody this or, um, yeah, that, that specifically, you know, and then, and then they end up t telling me whatever they got going on in their life or whatever's on their mind. And it's because they see someone in, their, in, in front of them that isn't guarded and have an agenda or trying to, you know, trying to get something. Mm -hmm. I'm just, am who I am. And it's, they see no judgment, right? And that's, that's, uh, that's it's, it's important for me to be truthful in front of the camera because it's important to me to be truthful in life. And if, if I'm doing my job correctly, that's, the, that's what I'm supposed to be trained. I'm supposed to be trained a piece of life in, in that story, right? And I do, telling the truth seems to work. What would you say is the biggest highlight of, of your career so far? The biggest highlight of my career? Uh, Personal highlight. For me, I, I, I guess, that's I a lot of gems, but um, the oath was, was a, a gem for me. A, sp a very special moment because I got to, again, it was something that I'm running around, I'm shooting guns, like I'm, I'm being able to emote. I'm in, we, we filmed in Puerto Rico. Um, which I love Puerto Rico. Not I, a bad I would, place to I would, shoot. I would live there myself. <laughs> um, so that one, that one was, was, an, uh, was a highlight for me. Get two seasons on there. Excuse me. Um, but there's others. Uh, Hamlet 2 was another highlight because I the role I ended up doing, I wasn't the role I initially auditioned for. And then in the audition, they're like, you know, how about this, this role? And it was a bigger role. And I read for it, and then it was the first time that I had a lead in a movie. It was the first time that I, I got flown out of state. It was the first time I ended up going to New York, and we're filming in Times Square. Like, <laughs> it was so many firsts for me. So that, that's a big highlight. It was the first time I had gone to Sundance, you know, or I filmed at the time was like the third highest film in the history. So, like, being a part, being a part of something like that was really cool. Yeah, yeah, because you've been a part of a, a dude. You've been in a lot of, a lot of shows, a lot of a, a few films mm -hmm. uh, in in um, that have been to uh, uh, in theaters and stuff like that. Like you know, The Purge, which is that's another highlight for me because I was a fan of The Purge before becoming you know before being in it. So, so I remember the first time I saw the trailer. I forgot what movie I went to go see, but. I was watching the trailer. I was like, oh, that's a dope storyline. It was, and I'm not even a big horror guy or anything. And it, it's, not, it's more of a thriller. Yeah. And, and what really got me was, what, what the hook in me was, um, I bought it enough. I was like, it was, it was just, an, it was just believable enough, the scenario. Mm -hmm. And I was like, 
I can see that happening (laughs) to some degree. And I was just fascinated by that. And uh, then when I had the opportunity to be in it, I was like, yes. That's dope. And a few uh, Sundance films too. Yeah, yeah, like five, I think, something like that. That's crazy, dude. Congrats. Thanks, man. It's cool. You know, just to be a a part of productions like that is, is dope. Does representation matter? Uh, dude, I've, that was never my perspective on it, right? I told you, like, getting into this um, wasn't my dream. I didn't have this, like, uh, short answer, yes. And I guess what where, where it became more clear to me than ever was the reaction I got from playing Eric in Hentify, the aftermath of it for the first season, and how many people hit me up in my DMs or came up to me on the street and saying that they saw themselves in the character or saw, you know, yeah, best question, whether not just my character, but any of the characters in in the story. Um, And yeah, they've been, because when I read it, when I read it the first time, the script, um, the way I described it was I was, I was like, peek, it felt like I was peeking through the, through the window of a piece of my life hmm. in some way, shape, or form, right? Yeah. And I think that's what, I think that's what uh, a lot of our community relate to. They, they saw them, they saw themselves, and, and that's why, I rep- it, uh, why the representation matters. And I think from them seeing themselves on screen and them associating outside of the storyline, but as, as the people playing them, right? Yeah. Like myself and Carrie and Carlos and all that, considering us be successful makes them believe that they can be successful too at whatever right. it is in life. So I think that's where it matters. And it's kind of, it kind of you have to kind of go down that, that trail of thought to figure it out. But yeah, and, and one of the things I go, so when I read the script, I knew it was going to be a hit. My personal opinion, I could be totally wrong. But I think I have a good judgment of material. When I was like, this is going to be a hit. I went in there and I told them, I go, this is going to be a hit whether I'm involved in it or not. I go, but, you know, you should hire me too because it's going to be even better. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And, and um, that, like, I, I just saw, and it was because I saw the representation. I saw, I saw that, that, I, the, the one thing I told them, I go, I, actually, to my, my castmates, I said, I believe it's going to be successful. That was my point I was trying to get to. I, I believe it's going to be successful. I, I think it's going, to be, it's going to do well. But the one thing I don't fully understand until after it happens is the impact it's going to have on the people. Mm. And that's sure enough what, how it played out. I, I didn't fully grasp it until I had those people hitting me up and telling me all these things and, you know, sharing that they, they, they shed tears and this, that, and the other because they felt like they were seen. And I was like, wow. I had never looked at it from that perspective. Yeah. And it had, it had an effect on me. I was like, wow, I'm, you know, I'm even more proud to be a part of something that does that for a community. I want to be honest with you. When I, I turned that... No, no, tell me lies. <clears throat> no, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm keep it you know, full JJ. All right. Um, when I first hit play on, on season one... I, I was watching to see if 
Um, I watch I watch with a different eye because I I cringe when something's like super stereotypical. Mm-hmm. That show did not feel stereotypical. It it was it was it was uh, very. Um, I'll help you out. Accurate. It was. <laughs> it was. It it just came off natural, you know. Authentic. It, it, authentic. It came off. Um, yeah, relatable, you know, and it wasn't one of those fully, you know, overly exaggerated, stereotypical, like, oh, let's make a Latino show, mm-hmm. right? It didn't feel like that. It felt, and I think that's why a lot of people really, um, you know, uh, connected with it because mm-hmm. it felt real, man. It's like, you know, and, and for those that, 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 for those that have not watched the show, do you mind, like, breaking it down, what Hente Fight is about? Well, first of all, let me give a shout-out to Marvin Limus and, and Linda Yvette Chavez. I always got to give the, the creators of the, of the project credit. Um, they, they were the ones that they, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, they spawned this creation, and, and that was their goal. They wanted to, mission accomplished, you just said what they wanted to do. They wanted to give an authentic portrayal of what it's like being a, a Hispanic or Latino American, you know, growing up in this country, and 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 they did just that. They, they wanted to be authentic. They didn't want all those character caricatures uh, that we see in 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 mainstream television yep. a lot of times. And you know, um, then we had a solid writing team. You had a great team. They put, they put a great team around them of writers. And they just put a whole production, a whole production, the whole the whole team that they put together was solid, uh, and had the same vision, and that's what that's what you got. Now, what what is what is the 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 story behind the storyline? And then your character. So the storyline is, is about uh, it's so it's called Hentified, and, and it's about a grandfather who has this taco shop for like the past thirty years in Boyle Heights, and it's in in danger of being gentrified. And my character, Eric Morales, his, his basically his right hand man, you know, grew up with him, lived in his, lived in his garage. He has his not estranged, but like his, the the other grandson that comes from white America, Idaho, <laughs> right? He's very watered down, so to speak, uh, watered down Latino. And then you have the little creative rebel cousin. Uh, uh, Annie, yeah, or Anna, um, who who's there to we come together as a team to to support our grandfather, and do whatever we can to keep his taco shop afloat. Yeah, right. That that's more than just the taco shop. I mean, it, it represents more than that to us. Oh yeah, it's, it's the dream. No, it's the American 1000%. dream. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I related um, or I connected with with that show because my my dad is a, a small business owner and i i i guess play the carlos part <laughs> where um you know i wasn't really like fully within the business and they look at me like oh here comes mondo you know doesn't want to get his hands dirty too you good know, you know here but um my my brother and my sister now are coming together to 
uh, continue the family business, which is they, it's like a glass shop, a glazier, right? Like they do like storefronts and commercial buildings and all that. So it has to do with glass. Um, I, I, I did that from 10 to maybe 20 years old, right? So you did your time. I did my time. And, um, but I, a lot of people can relate to that, whether it was, it's a, a, a taco shop or a flower shop or a barber shop or a glass shop, living, you know, living someone else's dream. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's powerful what you guys have done, man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's very relatable, um, or living and, for someone else's dream rather, you know, like I bring that up just to, I'm sorry to cut yeah. you off for a second, but just to say like. They're doing it for the family. You can almost say it's for a greater good, but how to, how, what kind of existence are you living if you're not pursuing your own thing, right? And I think you probably—I would say you—you're serving them even better by doing your own venture as opposed to, you know, let, let your brother and sisters do that. That, that that's their passion and they're, and they're doing it right and yeah. being successful with it. Yeah. I, I would dare to say you wouldn't have been as successful because your heart wouldn't have been totally in it. Right. This is your passion. This is what you're doing. So, yeah. This is the yeah. Thought. No, I think I think everyone has. You're right. Like I think everyone has their their own passion and and their own you know hunger to do different things. Whether you know it's it's to it's entrepreneurship or, or you know um, you know entertainment or whatever it it, it is. Um, you know, I think I think that show defines. Um, sort of the the uh, American dream and 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 the hustle and the heart of of a Latino American, you know, growing up here in, in, in the U.S. Um, and and just also um, like updating the 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 business um, of a of of a of a prior generation, meaning like for 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 me. My father created that business, mm -hmm. and in the show, it's the, your grandfather created that business. Now it's it's you know your character with your with your primos, and um, and now it's my my siblings coming together to update, bring that business up to you know Modify tw it. to 2021. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I mean, honestly, like I mean, I'll be super transparent my pops was probably still just a few years ago you know only sending fax faxes and using this fax machine and it wasn't until my my brother came in where you know everything's like emailed now and pdfs and what what have you swipe you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you know and, and you know websites and social media and all that stuff mm -hmm. so i i think uh i think a lot of people relate to to especially like you know uh small business small businesses run America, you know, yeah. and, and small businesses. Well, that is, yeah, that is America. Speaking of Silva Esparada, um, the like small that. business that created this, this is another small business, um, Hot Rod, you know, so, I mean, I practice what I preach, you know what I'm saying? I, I support, I support small business 100%. I'd rather, I'd rather give them my money than, um, not, I mean, I, I may be hurting myself in regards to bigger companies now they'll still come to me because because they still they still want the eyes on, on they still want that audience so they'll still come knocking on your door um but no I, I definitely am totally in support of small business and i try to contribute to helping those people out. I, I i like it i like supporting small business because i feel like there's more of a connection right i like knowing the owner and who, who i'm who i'm supporting yeah for sure um do you see yourself as a 
as an entrepreneur or do you see yourself absolutely yeah yeah i mean actually i have my own brand it's been in my brain forever uh jaywalk you know and and, and that's I've, I've spoken upon it on social media that and the other but i've yet to take the steps to cre- creating apparel like I want to share my philosophy on life through apparel, through just different things. This, this things share my life, basically. Uh, I have different ways of doing that under that brand. I just got to do it. I think one thing that, that I've uh, observed just off of social media is that you do support. JJ supports his fellow Latinos. Mm-hmm. And, and I, there's a lot of, of, uh, a lot of times. Even when they don't support me. <laughs> it's true. Sometimes you know, there's you see you see talent that finds success and never looks back, mm-hmm. right? And you have found success, and and you keep it real. You, yeah. Well, you, I want them to see that they can do it too. Anything I could do, you could do too. Like even look, man. I, listen, I, I, I'm again. I'm just being honest. I know. I know. I shine different a little bit. But I, I dare to say, it's not so much that I shine different, it's that you're just not tapping into yours, your ability to shine, right? If you believe in yourself the same way I do, if you, like, you know what I'm saying, like, get, get that, that BS you have of doubt you have on yourself. And I, I, I need to practice this even more so with my entrepreneurship, but there's other ideas that I have. I believe in them, but why haven't I taken steps to make them happen? Um, I do my best to share that energy with the community be like yo man i'm people are just down to earth this that and the other like unassuming you wouldn't think that you know that this this is what i'm doing in regards to like being in the industry because i want you to feel like you can do it too i want you to see that i want you to see you know what i'm saying it's not out of reach that's powerful and 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 unselfish it's easy for, for I got to give that credit to my mom though. I think I think that's uh, that the love that that woman has. She's special. My mom. Everyone meets my mom. Oh, she's so sweet, and she is. I'm very I'm very grateful for uh, my mother. That that love has been passed on to me in my DNA, and and that's I guess this is my way of sharing it. Now, this next section of the program is sponsored by Verizon. Verizon has partnered up with Oi Health to offer discounts and savings on telehealth services in tu idioma for customers and their families. And as you guys know, health, not just physical, but mental health is very important. JJ, what do you do to take care of your mental health? So, you know, I, I keep it in, in well, again, I, I I reflect on my resume, my life resume, everything that I've been through. I've been through it. I'm on the other side of it. So that I, I always kind of have this thing where I, you know, um, that's almost like a, a trigger to remind myself to stay strong, to be, you know, keep my mind right. Um, I, I have mantras. How you do anything is how you do everything. You see me write that on social media. Yeah. Um, I have a bunch of quotes that I've created that I just remind myself of. Look at life through a lens of gratitude and everything that matters will come into focus. All that stuff uh, is how I keep my mind right. Meditating works. I, I say I, like, I don't do so much a certain time, even though I did like a little bit of this morning. 
you can start you can start by having setting aside a time where you focus on your on meditating. Everything's gonna be good today. Da, 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 da. You can you know focus on what to be grateful for. You could do that where or and or you could and you could build up to a point where I'm at where I live in meditation. I live like I'm always focused on uh, in the, it's always in the back of my mind whether I'm driving or whatever. <sighs> this. You know, traffic, LA traffic's shit. I gotta be, I gotta be someplace in in ten minutes. Yeah. I'm already five minutes. Well, no, I was supposed to be there five ten minutes ago. You know, I look at the clock, um, and just keeping your mind right is 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 living in a in a place of meditation. So that's how I that's how I keep my mental health in in check. How do you keep yourself and lifting and and working out? I think I think working out is huge. Dopamine. You know, it is huge. So and your body releases when, when you're working out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, how do you stay in a? In, I've been in, on. In, excuse in me. A, I've been on runs. I've I've been on runs and have my music going and I've I've been crying. I'm crying like, like just tears come down my eyes. Thinking about everything that I've been through in my life, and because I'm so driven. What was there's this one dang dang song. It was all the above. All the above. Who does it? I forget. Um, talking about my pain, my struggle, this and that. And, and, and as I'm running at 4.30 in the morning, thinking about all that stuff and, and that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's, that's, I can't, there's no words. It's just, that, that says it all for me. Would you say music is, is, uh, is part of, of therapy for you too? Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it, music is a, is, a key, a key period for me in my life. It's a key in my work. I use it to get me in emotional places, emotional states. Um, music speaks to me. I think it speaks to all of us, really. But it pulls at my heartstrings. I uh, sometimes I listen to music, and it's not even. It's not even words. It's, it's not, not words. even words. It's, it's not just words. like the chords or the melodies. That just hit, right? And and yeah, sometimes like I, it, something just like connects, and I'm like, uh, yeah, like I've cried listening to music, you know. And it's not even like a sad song; like the mm -hmm. lyrics aren't sad, but the way the chords hit just, you know, connect. Do you have a, a go-to album that you listen to whenever you're about to like you're driving to to set or Depends on, the depends on the character I'm playing. I'm actually still trying to figure out, do I even need music for this character right now for a flight attendant? Because um, I'm used to... I'm used to coming from, like I said, a place of vulnerability with all these characters, and there's, and there's a certain music that just... It speaks to me. Certain songs just speak to me, or I find an artist and it speaks to me. Usually without words. I, I, I usually just like instrumentals yeah right i'm not i'm not looking for words i'm just looking for something to i trust my instincts i trust what pulls at my heart and that you know that will get what gets me in that space of feeling feeling it um and i haven't found that yet for the for this character and I, i'm not, not not so sure that i even need it but um it's the, every different different music for different characters sometimes and, and, and sometimes other stuff that has worked with another character does work with the same character, um, but yeah, uh, there. 
to, to answer your question is there's no no specific song, but I do have I guess a, a there's one or two that I songs that I could be like okay I put this on or artists who's that Max Richter is one uh, Johan Johannesburg I think is another uh, they're they composers yep um, the that the music is when I gotta go to some some place or uh, for 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 Hentified I I definitely used uh, Hermano, Hermanos Gutierrez. Mm-hmm. Their music just oh, for 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 Eric. It's, oh, oh, yeah. I'm just getting, I'm reflecting for a moment. Listening to their music just uh, put me in the place where I needed to be. Uh, was it like um? Was it just like uh, Los Hermanos Gutierrez? Is it like just very um, traditional, like regional? Yeah, Mexican? It, it's it's more traditional, but definitely guitar strings are involved, and in, in, you know, kind of like norteñas, like 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 old, old like old school. No, not norteño. I don't even want to try to describe it and, and, and mess up the description that they, they see this and be like, oh, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> um, if you want to check them out, Hermanos Gutierrez, listen to their music. It, it just, it spoke to me and, and it's very heartfelt. Who else were you listening to for, for that role of Eric, Eric Morales? For, primarily them, man. Yeah? Primarily them. It, 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 it hit right. It hit right every time. It did different songs on their albums just hit right. It, it spoke to me. I think that's really dope that you listen to music to uh, depending on what your character would is going potentially through. is going through or, or, or it would listen to. Yeah, yeah, it, it's because I, I wouldn't think of that. It, it's, that's awesome. It's, it's not so much about like what he'd be listening to at that time, but it's it's whatever's going on in that scene. That's okay. Like you ever, you ever feel like what's your what's the soundtrack to your life? You ever you ever think about that? Like yeah, maybe you're walking down the street, you're feeling good, and you maybe got like Saturday Night Fever, you know, like yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're just walking through, and whatever's going on in your life, that's the right vibe. There's music that fit what I'd be listening. to, That would be the soundtrack of my life, and it seemed to be the right. The right thing because I, I hit up Marvin uh, Limus, the creator, and I'd be like, "Yo, I'm listening to this," and he goes, "Dude, I've been listening to them as, as I've been writing." Wow. No accidents, man. No accidents. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, for someone that is is you know like a, a younger JJ, right? Mm-hmm. Wants to get into the business, doesn't have, doesn't know anyone in the business. Um, oh, that was me. Very, yeah, very <laughs> similar, you know, situation to you. What advice would you have for them? Oh, um, I just, I just wrote down. I just sent some advice tips for something else early today. Uh, first and foremost, okay, for the, for you're talking about the industry, getting into into entertainment or just specifically film and television. Um, Always keep an open mind. Do whatever works. If that means running around a block ten times to get you making making you feel like you need to do that, like to feel to feel right, to feel like you're where you're supposed to be, then do that. Um, 
always be willing to adjust. For example, there may be times where you may not like a note or something that, that a director gives you. What I challenge myself in is when I work with people that don't necessarily work the same way I do, I'm like, ah, that's what makes me a professional. My ability to adjust and figure out how to get mission accomplished, right? Even though we may not be in the same, maybe they won't give me the freedom that I like, yeah. right? As I tell you, I really love my freedom. Sometimes I feel a bit restrained and I go, all right, Jay, this is what makes you a professional. It's your job to make it work. So challenge yourself, look at, look at it from that perspective as you're going through the art. Um, it's, I think it's really important, I'm talking about stuff on set, but um, to value your whole team. It's not just about the actors. I think a lot of times, especially actors, can get caught up into just their ego and themselves. Remember that it's a team game. It's a ta they say it takes a village, and it really does. Yeah. Uh, and it goes on even farther beyond the people that you see. There's people in post-production, you know, there's a whole team, and you're just a, a piece of the puzzle. Um, so to make sure that the whole team feels appreciated and valued, make sure you're communicating with your camera operators and, and, your, and the grips yeah. and, and uh, the makeup and wardrobe, you know. Obviously, take the time you need to do what you need to do to prepare. <clears throat> But invest the time and energy to making sure that they feel valued and appreciated because it's going gonna, it's gonna to serve you in the end. Um, what else? Take risks. That's huge in regards to plain and simple. Stay true to yourself. Um, believe in yourself. Stay true to yourself. Don't go. This is really important with auditioning. Don't go into audition with your hands out trying to get something. How about going in like, what, like I say, I don't go into an audition to seek your validation. I don't need you to tell me I'm great. I already believe that. Mm. I'm going in to give you something. Remember I told you, like yeah. Blue Apron? Yep. You send me that. You're, you're the creator of something. You're yeah. Blue Apron. You send me the ingredients. And I said, oh, shit, I know what I can cook with this. Yeah. And I go ahead. I whip it up. And I bring it back to you. I, I bring you a dish. Yep. I come to the party. It's a potluck. Right? Yep. I come to bring you something. I come bearing gifts. You know, maybe you may not like it. It's all good. You know, you may you may not like my gift. That's totally cool too. But I'm there's, giving. There's, there's ten other guys <laughs> that got gifts that are gonna you know, come in and, and, and do it and present what they got. Um, but yeah, it's not. There's one early when well, not early on in my career. There was a bit of that insecurity and, and trying to prove myself and wanting accolades and all this shit. I wanted to be recognized. But then once I truly owned my myself and you. you I grew craft. up, grew up my, yeah. yeah, my craft and just growing as a man. Yeah, you yeah. Know, learning more about myself. I was like, oh, I don't need all that. I don't need all that. I don't need, I don't need nothing. Listen, I'll take, I'll take all the Emmys and Golden Globes and all that shit. I'll take it all. Yeah. I'm very grateful for, for recognition. And even then, knowing that that award for your performance is not just for you. It took a whole team to make that thing happen. There was someone on camera. There was someone on makeup. There was someone on lights. There was someone that wrote the shit. You know what I'm saying? Like... Editing, all that, yeah. You could, you're, they may be highlighting your performance, but that's still not just highlighting you. It's highlighting the whole thing, right? That's how I look at recognition for, for, the, for the awards. Um, shit, I lost my train of you, thought. You say, you say something very uh, important. In, in oh, about how you, I'm talking about how you go into auditions. Yeah. That's what I was talking about. 
go in with something to offer. Don't go in to, to get something. So yes. again, don't. It's not about what you can get. It's not. Listen, the paycheck's great. You know, all the stuff that comes with that is great. But don't focus on what you can get. Focus on what you can give. To what you can offer that story. Yeah, it's way more powerful. I think. I see that often where, you know, everyone wants to be in entertainment, whether it's, you know, behind a camera, behind a microphone, whatever it may be. Entertainment is, is very competitive, but it's also, you know, something that a lot of people want to want to do, would like to do. Yeah, yeah. I'll add to that. It's just that it's competitive. You make it competitive. It's art. It's art. It's subjective. It's subjective, so stop valuing yourself on how many roles you get or don't get. You know what I'm saying? There's going to be a right fit. Listen, I don't want to be a part of a project if it's, it's a multi-million dollar project and I'm going to have a shitty time on it. Damn, unless the, that, that paycheck better be good. That paycheck yeah. better be good. Yeah. Because I want to work with people that want to work with me and see my value. Yeah. And I, and like, I know I'm going to have a great time on the flight attendant because I saw, actually, I saw there when I was doing the Zoom meeting, and I just watched them on how, just the vibe and how they spoke um, on the Zoom meeting and the, how they're, when they're shaking their head and, and uh, agreeing with one another about certain things, I was like, oh, they're in sync. That's, that's what made sense to me. I go, and I was, and my vibe seemed to, they seemed to reciprocate it and, and, and fit and vibe off it. And I was like, oh yeah, I would fit in with this group. That's who I want to work with. I want to work with people like this. If you're standoffish or you're like, you feel like I got something to prove to you or something, then uh, it's, uh, it's all good. I, yeah. You, again, you, well, you better pay me really well. Yeah. You better pay me really well. Because I mean, that's another thing. Like, I, I know my value, too. I think it's also in, in the place uh, in your, that you are in your life. Like, you, you recognize that. Like, was it, was it like that 15 years ago, you think? No, I, I grew into it more and more. Yeah. I grew, uh, um, yeah. I grew into it more and more speaking up and, and maybe there was a time where I wanted to say something, but I, I didn't, you know, but yeah, learn, I, I know my value and I know what I, what I bring to, I actually, I think it's, it's preferred now. Yeah. Right. Uh, my opinion and whatnot. And this doesn't mean you gotta take it. I'm just, I'm just, I'm here to give it. I'm here. Right. This is what I, it's what I come to. The things you get from me when you hire me, my work ethic and my energy that that's and my, and my talent right like I, I i truly believe i change the energy on a set because i'm again i'm the biggest cheerleader <laughs> you know what i'm yeah. saying i'm rooting for everybody i want you know i want i want to make that impact on so that everyone feels like they want to be there and when it, when you're working those 16 hour days or whatever and it's long and you know i i want to make sure everyone knows that they're appreciated so not just oh call me when I get call me when it's my turn. Yeah, you know, um, I definitely don't want to be the person people are waiting on. Yeah, I, um, I that really resonates with me with what you're saying about um, just being like uh, fulfillment for you because for me too it's it's about it's about creating it's about peace peace of mind like before yes I wanted the you know the gigs and this and that but now i rather I, I'm, I'm only taking gigs that are fulfilling and that will bring peace 
to my life and I only have people around me that will bring peace Dope. to my life Dope. because it's, you know, I've, I worked through 15 plus years of, of a, a corporate world. And honestly, man, I wasn't a big fan because it's a dog eat dog world. Mm. Um, most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time I, I encountered that it's just cold. It's cold. And, and, and I wanted, and that's why we, you know, we created Hubwave. I said, you know what? I am going to remove myself from this and I'm going to create my own culture and bring my own people and, and have peace when I walk in and, and become brothers. And I'm going to say, can I, can I interrupt you and just yes. say, I'm proud of you believing in yourself excuse me i'm Thank proud you. of you for believing in yourself so you, there's no beep in <laughs> so i'm proud i'm proud of you for believing in yourself bro because and then by doing that by believing in yourself you're already creating change when people see that you believe in yourself oh wait if he, if he could believe in himself i could believe in myself too right someone that sees himself in you yeah right you are you're already um implementing change right in their mind and 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 giving hope that way so by believing in you, you're already helping. Yeah. Thank you. So, thank you, man. Shit. My brother. Thank you. I, I, I am very um, similar to you in the sense of if I can do it, you can do it too. Mm-hmm. If I can do it, you can do it too. I, I believe that 1,000%. I, I just posted um, a, a throwback high school photo of me and my, um, what is it, uh, my cap and gown. And um, I was uh, 18, 17, 18 years old in that photo. And I, I posted it on my, actually, it's on my feed. And I posted it on my stories. And I said, if this introverted kid can make his dreams come true, so can you. Amen. Because it, it, all you have to do is believe in yourself, man. And, and, and you know, you, you, you embody that. Yeah. And I think I also, I regressed in a way, too. Like, I, it's back to my childhood ways. Like, so... And I say that actually as a positive thing. You're, when you're a child, you're so flexible. You know, you, know, you, could, do, you could bend like a little Gumby, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, you, and you believe you could do anything. Yeah. And over time, life kind of, through your experiences, influences, um, that you're limited. Like you're, you're, you're trained to think, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that. It's like, well, no, why not? Like, but, but, you, but you're like, why not? Yeah. So I was like, nah. I actually so I say I'm a big kid. I, I, I believe that's my that's that's my talent is to believe my ability to believe my ability right. Yeah. Because I I knew I had an imagination too. I because because kind of going off on a tangent, but like the kids in my the kids in who are my friends in my neighborhood were stealing my toys. Those are my friends. So I ended up having to play by myself a lot. You know, so I, and I, I would just, my G.I. Joes and being in a, in a, in a sand ditch somewhere (laughs) with my imagination. So like, I just had to, um, be able to believe or commit to whatever it was I was doing back then. Now, this next section of the program is sponsored by Verizon 5G. It's 5G built right from the network more people rely on. 5G Ultra Wide Van is available in parts of select cities. And 5G Nationwide is available in 2,700 plus cities. Speaking of 5G, JJ, I want to talk a little bit about tech. What piece of tech would you say you use most? 
I mean, for an audition and stuff? Uh, when it comes to anything, when it, you know. Fucking phone. I mean, the camera, right? It's your. It, yeah, this. How do you? How did? How does that? How does that help you in 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 like your career and what you do on a well, daily? I, I guess it's it's convenience. I mean, I. One thing I do like about being able to just shoot, let's say, shoot yourself on tape. Is this good enough? Yeah. Yeah. Um, to be able to shoot myself on tape and then look at it and be like, okay, I'm happy with this. This is what I want to send. As opposed to like before where I had to go in the office, in the office and uh, I don't get to check it. They're, they're looking at it and being like, oh, that, you know, that was it. I'm like, well, how do I know that? Like, <laughs> I mean, that may be it for you, but not for me. Right. So I, you know, I'd rather, again, I'm always going to bet on me. So the fact that I could, I mean, usually, I mean, I usually feel it too when I feel like that that was the take usually before yeah. I even have to look at it. But, um, just having that control, <laughs> having that control is what I really dig. Uh, oh, back to the notes, if any other tips. For your Zoom meetings, have your own reader in the room as opposed to doing it off of the, 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 the Zoom person on the other side. It just, it, at least from my experience, if I have someone there, it's, it's more believable for me. It's more like mm. I trust this person I don't, as opposed to something I don't even know, you know? You're saying reader in, in the same room. As yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Have a reader in the room with you as opposed to waiting for them to have someone that you don't even know. You know, that, that's, I mean, if you, def, if you have to do that, then fine, adjust, right? Pivot and do that. But um, I think it serves you better to have someone in the room with you and they're not just going off of whoever they provide. Do you self-tape using your phone sometimes? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, all the time. And I don't have no... Major setup. I have, like my homeboy said, because here I spend the money on a backdrop and all this. And I go, nah, man, I let my talent speak for itself. You know, I put, the, put my, 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 cam, my camera phone up, my busted up camera, and, and um, put the lights on and let the work speak for itself. Anything I do, like clothing-wise or I'll, I'll audition for a lawyer like this if I, feel, if I feel comfortable like in the character. But I'll put a suit on or something if that's what makes me feel like it more. I don't mm. do it I don't do it for them so they can see it cuz you better have an imagination too. Like why do I want to work with you if you don't have no imagination? If you can't see beyond what I'm wearing, how go, how good is this project going to come out? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's how I think. I'm like they have to have some imagination. You you do it for you. You do yeah. it so that you can you can feel the character as opposed to, all right, here, I'm going to throw this on so it's believable. Yeah, Let me so throw on this. I hope they, hope they see it. No, yeah. man. If they, if they can't see it. What's next for JJ? Flight attendant. We start, we start another seven. <laughs> it's starting the seventh, though. We're on that for the next, next few months. I got something else on the stove that we'll, uh, we'll see if that, that pans out. If it's meant to be, it'll, well, it'll be. Um, I got some things in the works. I got, I got some uh, projects I'm looking to develop myself. I also think I have, again, I have a lot to offer this industry, right? Not just in front of the camera, but I believe I have the ability to produce, meaning I know enough talent mm -hmm. behind the camera, in front of the camera for sure, and uh, that I can start putting projects together to pro provide opportunities for others. I love that, man. I know, and I know you're going to continue to kill it, dude. Thanks, bro. We Appreciate have it. the rapid fire. Oh, here we go. With JJ Soria. I hope you're, you're ready to go, man. 
Um, we got a few uh, few questions for you. If you can just uh, tell me your answers as uh, whatever comes first, whatever comes to mind first. Copy. Ready to rock? Let's go. Favorite song to dance to? Favorite song to dance It's uh, Montel Jordan. What's that song? This is how we <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm just bringing that one up because it's goes, a good one. That one Come goes. on, that one hits. That one hits. <laughs> this is how we do it, yo. <laughs> this is how we do it. If you don't know that song, look it up. It's a classic. Um, <laughs> favorite Spanish word? Cabron. I don't know. <laughs> Cabron. Cabron. I have a, a very close friend of mine um, was on the show uh, season one. Orale. I say D- that a lot. I say D- orale. Orale. Oh, you text me orale yeah. today. Um, uh, DJ Sour Milk, who's a, a good friend of mine, he was on the show season one. Um, he calls his kids cabron. Hey, cabron. Cabron. Fred, you, you, you say that from time to time too, right? Or DP. <laughs> hey, cabron. <laughs> hey, cabron. That's a good word. You know, you brought up earlier, and I actually I wanted to talk about real quick is that like, I'm I'm very watered down myself. Like so, and and I think it's something that needs to be talked about more. Um, finding a place to where you belong. That was that's another thing. Marvin is a big issue with uh, the creator of Justified. Yeah. I look like Spanish will be my first language. Matter of fact, it kind of was when I grew up, when my dad, my birth father was in my life, I started speaking Spanish first, right? And then the kids in the neighborhood used to make fun of me because I would speak Spanish and I would, got teased into like not wanting to speak Spanish no more. Mm-hmm. And then getting up and moving to the, the valley, the part of the area where I moved into, where it was primarily white, you know, middle class, a lot different than El Sereno, right? And... And um, I was actually nervous because it was quiet. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> that spooked me. What is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when I first moved over there, um, but yet yeah, just, I guess what I'm trying to get at is to be comfortable in that, like know, knowing that you are Mexican enough or whatever you are enough, you know, and and be proud of that. And I, I, I still. I, st- I feel a little disappointed. Listen, I take a Spanish one, two, three. You know, I sp- I've spoke some Spanish in, in projects. I just got I to do it a little more. But I think what part of what holds me back is just the insecurity of being uh, judged by it, by not knowing it, yeah. you know? So it, it, and maybe that's my own. It's, it's up here. It's not even so much what others think of me, but I, I, there was, there was a, a sense of, like, disappointment. So... For all the other Latinos out there that are Mexican, Hispanic, whatever, that, that can relate with that, and that resonates with, like, oh, yeah, I feel the same way. I don't belong. Or keep working on the Spanish, but understand that it makes you no less than anybody else. Uh, that, that's still your, you still you still be proud, you know what I mean? For, for uh, you can still be proud. It's in you. Yeah. It's it doesn't make you any less. Just it's in your blood. Yeah. And when you're being successful, they're gonna want to take credit for it. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> you know, that's True. my people. <laughs> He's one of us. He's one of us. <laughs> oh, where was that thirty years ago? <laughs> well, I was a no sour kid yeah. twenty years ago. Yeah, All yeah, of a yeah, sudden, yeah. now you want me to claim? You want to claim me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you um, no, but you know, you're right, man. I, I think that's a beautiful thing that 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 that, uh, that you're saying, and um, a lot of people do feel 
um, you know, out of place because, uh, yeah, maybe they don't speak Spanish um, at all. Or, and it's not even one's, I'm not, I hate to say it's one's fault, but it's not even, um, you know, the, re, the reason to, to not speaking the, the Spanish sometimes has to do with how you grew up, you mm -hmm. know, where you grew up. Yeah. Um, I, we had, uh, you know, a friend of mine, DJ Vice, who, who was here and for, DJ Vice? for uh, yeah, he's, he's a good dude, man. He was saying that, you know, he grew up in a Mexican household, but his parents didn't want him to, to be bullied. Um, so they only spoke English to him. Yo, that's, that's another big, but he's 100% Mexican. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're trying to assimilate, right? You're right. trying to fit in against the the norm or whatever it was considered to be the norm and you would actually in hindsight it's like dude you should want to know three four languages right right that that should be the goal but you're just trying to focus on learning english and and, and assimilate that that was the biggest i think that was the thing with my my grandparents my mom's parents um they didn't teach their kids spanish my mom's parents didn't teach them spanish and, and because they use Spanish as their secret language to talk about them or talk about stuff that they didn't want the kids to know about. That's hilarious. Yeah, so the kids had to, my, my aunts and uncles and my mom had to learn Spanish outside the house from their friends. That's, that's hilarious. So, you know, then that passed down to me. I got, I got this puro Mexicano father and then my mom who was born here, a Mexicana, but like she was born here and put that together and it's like i get the uh, a watered down latino but i don't feel like I, I i i don't like saying that in the sense i say it just to 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 get the point across but again like i mean i'm i represent with the, with the i represent with the best of them yeah yeah hell yeah hell yeah man um all right let's uh oh more question <laughs> so much for rapid fire <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, the slowest rapid fire we've ever had here Definitely a first here, JJ. All right. <laughs> Best singer of all time. Frankie J. Let's go with Frankie J, the homie. Okay, okay. Favorite Latino food dish? A famous, uh, wait, favorite Latino food dish? Yeah. Oh, come on. You got to say tamales, right? I mean, it's hard. Tamales. Albondigas is great. You can pick one. I can't pick one. Albondigas are pretty fire. They're underrated, for sure. Yeah. Pozole is great. I mean, it's, it's a bunch of great dudes. I can't pick one. Are we talking like Rachel Ray Pozole? No, no, no. No. <laughs> talking about grandma's Pozole. <laughs> good. Just want to clarify there. All right. Uh, <laughs> Though Rachel Ray's might be good, but it's not my grandma's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best song to play at, at a Latino party. Best song to play at Any, a Latino anything party. Anything Vicente. Chente. Chente. Anything Chente. Do you have a favorite Chente song? No, I don't have a favorite one. What's one of your nicknames that no one really knows about? People have always personalized. I mean, everyone knows JJ. I've been called JJ my whole life. Um, Double J, there was this one. Um, oh. <laughs> One of my nicknames, this girl, this girl I was seeing, she called me JJ Sexy. So I always, I always liked that one. JJ Sexy. I was like, yeah, that's a nice ring to it. <laughs> so everybody, you're more than welcome to call me JJ Sexy. I'll, I'll, I'll eat it up. I'll take it. All right. Well, it was 
Great to have you on the show, man. <laughs> Appreciate you, brother. Uh, and like I said, man, I know you will continue to to kill it in everything that you do. Uh, and it's 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 one of those things when I see you, you know, on 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 the big screen, on 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 TV, on Netflix, on anything, on my phone, which is I think is super cool. We can watch anywhere now. Yeah, right. Um, you know, it's always it's always uh, you're making us proud, dude. And, and, you know, we talked about um, representation and you're definitely, you know, repping the right way, the best way. And, awesome. um, man, keep doing it, brother. Likewise, brother. Oi, oi, oi. There, we there go. it is. There it is, man. Knocking down the set. But it's break it all down. in better the... get me out of here before I start breaking stuff. <laughs> but it's all in the, uh, it's all, it's all, it's all in the, in the case of love. Yes. Um, JJ Sexy. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Appreciate you. And thank you so much for watching and listening to Mondo and Friends presented by Verizon.